Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Through the Gears podcast. I am your host, Anthony Bruno, and this past weekend saw Formula One in Miami and NASCAR in Kansas. As well as this episode, we will take a look ahead to the first race for IndyCar's month of May that leads up to the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. Now we'll start in Miami, and the Miami Grand Prix for Formula One was one that saw a decent amount of action, but the Grand Prix felt like it there was something missing. Still felt rather lackluster, better than Azerbaijan, but still there was something missing. And while it had more overtaking in ba- than in Baku, it still felt it was the difficult to pass. And this was all compounded by the lack of tire strategy, which has become another topic of discussion after this race. And so it now has Formula One looking at how they can improve their on-track product. And like I mentioned in the last episode, I don't think any long-term solution for on-track performance or on-track improvement would be to penalize Red Bull. I think that it would simply be a band-aid fix on a bigger problem. And I think that in order to improve what is happening on track for the series, I think there needs to be a much harder and deeper look taken at it, whether that be during the summer break or in the off-season. Now, with the mention of Red Bull, Max Verstappen was able to take another victory this season. And he was able, he had to come from ninth to take the victory, and it's another 1 2 for the Red Bull team. You may be wondering why Max Verstappen had to start ninth. Well, a crash in qualifying around the second round of flying laps in Q3 for Charles Leclerc saw a red flag come out, thus putting an end to the session with about a minute and 40 seconds left which saw a front three of Sergio Perez, Carlos Sainz, and Fernando Alonso. And while it didn't really come out that way, or it didn't really end that way, it's a very mixed up sort of qualifying, and you would expect to provide a little bit more excitement for the race, but unfortunately that was not the case. And that RB19 from Red Bull simply was in another league as combined with the excellent racecraft of Max Verstappen it was making every overtake look easier and easier now some other notable drives outside of your podium runners of Verstappen first Perez second and Fernando Alonso in third You had Lewis Hamilton, who was knocked out in Q2 and had to start 13th, was able to drive his way all all the way up to a 6th place finish, which is decent points for the Mercedes team. You had Lance Stroll, who was knocked out in Q1, and despite not really getting points, his drive from 18th to 12th is commendable, and I feel like in any other situation, I think he may have been able to get points, and if there was a safety car involved think he definitely has points on the cards. The final one for this segment would be Yuki Tsunoda, someone that has been flown under the radar, I would say. He's been flying under the radar, and given the pace of the Alpha Tauri this season, 
Yuki's consistency is something that should be looked at greatly with a, f- a finishing position no lower than 11th so far this season with I think three 11th place finishes and two 10th place finishes. His run of form and his run of consistency has been really good for the AlphaTauri team and he's really proving himself to be the forefront and the leader of that team with Gasly's departure in the offseason. And now some unfortunate runs of the day would be, firstly, hometown kid Logan Sargent, who suffered some damage early on, had to pit to replace his front wing, and never really recovered, finishing in dead last a lap down. Next up, the McLaren team just seems kind of off it. Even though they were to somewhat do well in qualifying with Lando making it into Q2, They were kind of never really in the running for any meaningful or decent positions. And you had the likes of Norris finishing 17th and Piastri finishing in 19th. With all said and done in Miami, we head off to Imola next. And Mercedes has been reported to be bringing a major upgrade package to Imola. It's said to include things like um, side strakes, the floor, side pod, side pod upgrades, um, diffuser, things of the nature. But we will kind of see what that comes of or what it fully entails when we get to Imola. And there hasn't been really any other information that has come out on major upgrade packages for teams there is possible rumor of ferrari bringing an upgrade package for imola but haven't really heard anything or there hasn't been any confirmation as to whether or not is true or simply rumor next we move on to one of the cup series races of the year at kansas and holy moly was this a race it had a bit of everything had short runs long runs green flag pit stops difficult to handle cars many lead changes multiple cautions for short creating a lot of short runs it was a tale of everything really and it had an amazing finish to kind of encapsulate that great race with a battle between Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin with Hamlin chasing him down for several laps coming to meeting him up with him on the final lap. Larson was fighting a loose car. Hamlin was clearly faster and coming off a turn two, some slight contact was made putting Larson in the wall and Hamlin went on to take the victory. Now it was a touch controversial but I'll say I don't think Denny Hamlin intended to put Larson in the wall there and with Larson having fighting a loose race car basically that entire final stint I don't think Hamlin meant to do it I think he just got greedy on the side draft made contact and yeah as he did say he got a bit greedy with the side draft and made some contact but It 
it was a great finish to a great race. And then we got a bit of dessert on pit road afterwards with a fight breaking out between Noah Gregson and Ross Chastain. Now, Gregson was upset with Chastain kind of riding him riding him high, coming out of turn four, putting him in the wall, and giving him a flat, which basically took him out of any decent finish in the race. And uh, he went to confront Chastain afterwards, and uh, punches were thrown. Well, I say punches, more like one punch. Gregson grabbed a hold of Chastain's fire suit, seemed as though from the uh, different angles and the different recordings, Chastain was telling him to stop, and when he didn't, Chastain gave him a good right hook. And security was able to break up the fight before Noah was able to retaliate. And this fight at the end of the race, as much as I'm not one for big one for fights in NASCAR, this the race... This fight after the race we had was kind of like having dessert after a really good meal. And it was one of those things where the race really did have everything. And so it has brought kind of to the question of who's going to stand up to Ross Chastain, especially over the last couple of races. Um, a lot of people are saying that um, it was good for Gregson for standing up to Chastain. There was uh, some comments. Um, there were some comments on Twitter made by Justin Marks's wife about about the whole thing. It was it was a very interesting interesting development post race, and I think the clip that kind of encapsulates the out of nowhere nature of this incident was the post race interview with Kyle Larson where. They're trying to talk to him about the race, and Larson kind of sees what's going on, and uh, poor guy's kind of lost for words, and he's just kind of bemused as to what's going on. And I think that was, it kind of came out of nowhere. I understand Gregson's frustration, and he had did say in kind of the post-fight interviews that someone had to stand up to him. People in the, in the, in the in in the pits and in the paddock have been complaining of his driving style and how he runs over people every weekend. So he felt like someone needed to teach him a lesson. Well, kind of didn't go the way Gregson wanted it to, but um, should make things very interesting moving forward for the rest of the season. Now some notable drives. Outside of Danny Hamlin's win, going back to the on-track action now, 23-11, they looked strong all day with both Reddick and Wallace looking in contention for the win at one point, but you had a top 5 for Bubba and a top 10 for Reddick at the end of the day. Um, great drive from both of them and should be some great momentum and some great a great confidence booth in their intermediate track package over there for not just Toyota but 2311. Next up Joey Logano. And a top 10 finish for him after the race that he had at Dover where he was courting right fronts like nobody's business is definitely something um he'll take. And he had 
decent speed all day, was anywhere from top 5 to top 15, but he was in around the top 10 for most of the race, did well during pit stops, his crew gave, gave him good, good stops, put him in good position, and he was able to come home with the top 10 at Kansas. Finally, um, Austin Dillon, and this is a name that hasn't really showed its face too much, the last time you really saw him outside of the Daytona 500 was the Bristol Dirt Race. And other than that, you didn't really see much of Austin. Hasn't really seen much of him this season. And then, poof, top 10 to Kansas, which is good for him and should boost the other side of the garage at RCR with how semi-decent Kyle Busch has been running so far this season. Now, some of the unfortunate days on for this race were, ironically, very three very similar instances occurred by three different drivers. So we start off with Christopher Bell, who looks to have gotten loose coming off of turn two. It wasn't really the greatest angle of the incident. So, got loose off two, hit the inside wall, done for the day. Kyle Busch believe got loose off to hit the wall inside wall done for the day ty gibbs spun off to kind of tap the wall and had a flat and looks like he tried to take it back to the pits too fast because they panned away from him and then they panned back to him and the whole right front fender is just gone and it's unfortunate that, you know, rookie mistake, tried to bring a flat back to the pits too fast. Car kind of, the tire kind of destroyed itself and took the fender with it. And looks like some steering components as well. So, it's unfortunate. Ends pretty decent run of form and pretty quiet run of form that Gibbs had been having up until this point. But that leaves us off to Darlington next week for the Goodyear 400 and NASCAR's throwback weekend. And usually the highlight of this is some amazing um, throwback schemes paying tribute to drivers and eras of the past. And I think my personal favorite is Chase Elliott's tribute to his father, Bill, with a tribute to his early 2000s Dodds Intrepid look with the red and the white numbering. Absolutely beautiful looking paint scheme. If, got a, if you have a chance to, to check it out, go do so. You'll probably see it on Chase Elliott's Instagram or Hendrick Motors' um, social media. But it's a beautiful looking car. And now finally... The first race of IndyCar's month of May. The GMR Grand Prix around the Indy road course. And this is the first real big moment leading up to the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. And while there has been some good stuff that has transpired and a lot of talking points like Grosjean's first win or the bounce back of Colton Herta and Powder Ward and such like that. I think the 
one really interesting talking point that should be kind of focused on is will IndyCar have its fifth different winner? And this is something that has kind of snuck up on us because you have Eric Marcus Erickson winning the first race, Joseph Newgarding winning at Texas, Long Beach was Cal Kirkwood, and then Barber Motorsports Park was Scott McLaughlin. Will we have our fifth different winner? And if so, who will it be? Because Andretti has looked strong. McLaren, Rossi, and Rosenquist haven't really been up there, but a reward has for sure. Penske's definitely been up there. Chip Ganassi's kind of fallen a little bit behind this season, but don't be surprised if they're still in the mix for a good finish or possibly even the win off pit strategy as well. So that does it for this week's episode of the Through the Gears podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Take care and stay safe, everyone.